and well good morning for me and for everybody in California or who listens to me in the morning because I just realized that you could be listening to me at any time of the day and um, how rude anyway um, it's been a while since I've been back and I think I'm ready um, in December at the end of December on Christmas Eve I lost my grandmother on my mother's side um, she raised me for like 33 years as long as as long as I can't say that I could I don't live with my grandma anymore I didn't live with her at the time she passed away she lived with my mom and I would visit my mom often um, but until the time that I left the nest and I left at 24 um, my grandma was pretty much my mother um, and I say that because as you know my mom needed to make money to um, to raise us so then my mom was the one that my mom and my dad my parents they uh, they worked a lot and really hard um, having come from a different country from the Philippines coming to America um, and they were trying to figure out what they were doing with them with their lives with their selves like what they what kind of business they wanted to have and and you know um, amongst that like and amongst all that um, had children and um, you know had to keep everything afloat and so my grandma was there um, she raised us me and my siblings and um, and so it was really hard losing my grandma but surprisingly um, it wasn't that bad and so you know I kind of want to touch upon like a couple subjects one being death and then um, the second one being a new year um, because we just recently celebrated new year of um, quote air quotes a new decade um, I mean it really is the beginning of a new decade um, although I don't know what that entails like what that even really means right now um, so you have a lot of people hashtagging like new decade and and all of that but it's just like to me it's like another day right um, but we'll go more into that so my family gathered on Christmas Eve we celebrate Christmas and we all get together at my mom's house every year this is what happens and so um, we all gathered at my mom's and you know I'm kind of getting to that age where I'm wondering like when are we going to do our own things like for Christmas you know because I'm old enough to like maybe host Christmas at my own place uh, maybe um, my cousin had a Christmas party once at his place. That was cool. Um, him and his girl, his, his fiance at the time. Um, so, you know, questions like that arise in my head. But anyway, we show up to my mom's this year anyway. Um, and then my grandma had developed dementia um, and had like about a year and a half ago, my grandma was still like walking talking but using a walker you know like just kind of getting a little weaker and then um just a really fast decline um in terms of like the function of her body and everything it just kind of like quickly declined um i wouldn't say that her health declined quickly because my grandma was pretty healthy she didn't take any medications um she was 95 
um, no diabetes, no, no crazy diseases, you know, like, I don't even think she had high cholesterol, so, um, my grandma was a very strong woman, um, you know, and very healthy, and, um, I wouldn't necessarily classify the decline of her functioning body over the last year, um, unhealthy, I think that, um, her spirit just wanted to join the other side, um, really quickly, you know what I mean, and so my grandma did die, um, on Christmas Eve, a very peaceful death at home, um, she just stopped breathing, and, um, for, like, the two days prior to Christmas Eve, um, I had visited her, Christmas Eve, I think, was on, um, Tuesday this year, so I visited her on Sunday, and, um, she already didn't look good to me, Um, she did say hi to me once, and it was a struggle for her, like, she couldn't really move, she couldn't really speak, but she, you know, she was able to, at some point, I got her attention, and, um, at this point, she's already, like, it's, like, she, you can't arouse her anymore, um, but at some point that night, when I went to go visit her, I, like, really, belted out like hi ma you know like and she like kind of looked like she, I got her attention and, you know if you can just imagine she's laying in a hospital bed we were able to concur um, a hospital bed um, acquire a hospital bed excuse me um, at my parents and so she's laying in a hospital bed um, pretty comfortably uh, sitting up a little bit and I said hi ma like you know and she like kind of like moved around a little bit and said hi you know and that was the last time I spoke with her and then on Monday I heard that um, it was even like she was even less responsive on Monday and then on Tuesday when we went to go see her um, on Christmas Eve or when everybody gathered at Christmas Eve everybody was able to come and see her so like my cousins my uncles my siblings um, my parents like everybody with her her, um, she had a few daughters, so some of my aunts were there, and it was just really nice, because everybody was there, right, and, like, we had a really great time, um, at about nine, nine o'clock, like, we decided we're gonna open gifts and all this stuff, you know, and, um, everybody was having a great time, and after the gifts, around, um, 10 p.m., close to 10 p.m., the nurse that was there to watch my grandmother during all of, you know, the holiday stuff, came out and announced that she had stopped breathing um so some people were in there um some people were just right outside the room um the house isn't really that big so we all rushed in and sure enough Amal had passed away um and you know there's like people bawling and crying and um I think because I had visited two days before I already I already primed myself and like I think this last year I've really thought about how, and having chickens, by the way, like I'm, like people call me the mother of chickens and I had, I had seven chickens. I've had more than that, but I've had some pass away, you know, or get taken by a coyote or, um, I think I had one that got taken by a coyote. I had a couple close calls with coyotes. Um, and then I had one, like I've had two die. One was a chicken that we um, brought in that wasn't healthy 
and then the other one was um, I don't know what happened to that one like she died overnight um, she was good one day and then died overnight and so so uh, my point is that um, having to deal with all these deaths um, I wouldn't it's not so much people will say well you're desensitized and I'm not desensitized I cried at my grandma's um, viewing and you know um, when I had to say goodbye I cried so I'm not desensitized um, but over the last year my dad's side of the family a lot of them had passed away and um, it was very very sad but you know it's, it's helped me learn to deal with death and how and have a different attitude about death because I realize um, and a lot of us don't realize it. it's kind of weird like I mean, I've re- re- you know this all your life, like, you know, just that whole, like, logic, emotion thing, like, logic versus emotion um, and feelings and stuff. It's like, you know that everybody dies, but, like, you don't really always face it. It's like, I know I have a mess in my closet, but that doesn't mean I confront the mess, right? So, like, um, I think more and more, it's and the more and more I think about it, um, it's helping me to learn how to have um, a a better attitude towards death and how to teach death to my children because my children do ask about death Um, they ask about like they don't really understand dying they know that it means like leaving but I don't think they understand the permanence of it right so like it's already been like two weeks since Amma passed away and my daughter still keeps asking me Amma die like we'll be having dinner and she Leela will say, um, Daddy, um, Amma died. Like, did she die? You know? And um, and then, like, you know, explaining what that means to her. Because the thing is, like, I think when you become a parent, you realize how important it is. Or some people don't realize, but I think I've realized that it's really important to really, like, I don't want to just pass on crap to my daughter that I learn that might be crappy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to pass on like my shitty habits or what I thought growing up, you know. And so I really challenge myself um, when I, like I will find an answer, you know. Um, And I will sometimes ask for some time, but I do always come up with an answer. And my answer isn't fluff, but it is age appropriate. So I'm not like telling them like straight up all this like crazy stuff and like leaving my kids in the dark um yeah so with death I I just feel like it's really important like talk about our children to have a good attitude about death um that no one is exempt from it and everybody dies you know and um so when a mom passed away everybody was sobbing crying wailing and um I was not you know I kind of feel a little guilty only because Amma did raise me and I feel like people might have been like, what is her problem, you know? But at the same time, like, I also think people, I didn't come off as like, you know, rude or anything. People saw how I dealt with it and I felt like it helped people deal with it a little bit better, you know? Um, Everybody dies, you know? And Amma died such a peaceful life with all of the family around that, like, if Amma could have asked, 
like if you ask a mom how she wanted to go that probably would have been the way she wanted to go and even better so you know to me it was just like what better way for her to leave her body um, in this world you know the way she did like it, it couldn't have been better for her and for everybody really because I think to be able to experience such a peaceful passing like it wasn't traumatic at all you know what I mean um, and so it's not like Ama like Ama was so graceful living and she left our like she, her body left our lives um, very gracefully as well you know um, and didn't leave any scars or any trauma and um, I think that's really significant and I like to say like that her body left us because you know this year I've realized how much um, how much of an energy force people are right and like the way I see it is like her energy still in the room and her spirit still lives as long as we continue to keep it alive right so nothing's permanent I think and you know that's the thing about death is it makes me realize that nothing is permanent and we are not here permanently it makes me embrace impermanence it makes me realize that nothing is forever and that nothing is mine to keep so like that brings up another topic about like how we see our significant other and others and like um, how we see like our loved ones sometimes as possessions rather than um, um, rather than like a person you know somebody um, to be like cared for so yeah sometimes you'll experience that like and that's a totally different topic that we'll go into another time you know? so at the end of the year Ma passed away and then um, we experienced a new year and um, with that new year um, you know the question I've been asked um, a lot is what are your resolutions and these are my resolutions and I think for the last two years now I didn't create any resolutions um, like I use the new year sometimes as a focal point just because like society it's so ingrained in society to like new year new you and everything's gonna change when the new year comes you know so in a sense like you're also setting yourself up to wait till the new year to even you know oh when the new year starts like you know because it's like the end of the year and it's like oh, when the new year starts right I'm guilty of doing this too actually um, mainly because the holidays are just super hectic so when it came to be like like December 20th and I had this plan that I wanted to execute um, about like my daily routine I told myself that I would start it um, like the week after New Year and I wasn't waiting for the New Year to hit before I did it it just so happened to work out that way and like I I feel like it's just so hectic I wanted to wait until all of my energy like was was good you know like was freed up and I could focus on me so but you know people have been asking me like what my resolutions are and things like that I didn't really actively think about it like I would be like oh I don't have any resolution I don't I don't really make resolutions anymore for the last couple years but um, I didn't really know why you know like sometimes like you do things and it takes a while for your brain to even register what your body's doing right so I um, 
But now that I think about it, like, I have a perfect answer. I mean, I have, like, this... I have an answer. So, to me, New Year is just another day, really. Um, It's a transition between December 31st of the prior year and um, January 1st of the next year. The only difference is that you're writing... Um, I have to get used to writing 2020 versus 2019, right? And that's really, when you think about it, the only thing that's happening, the only difference that that makes. Um, does it change who I am? It doesn't change who I am. And does it change my, like, should it change my perception? Should it change who I am? You know, new year, new me. And, um, you know, I just started to think about this and I'm just like, It's just a transition from one day to another. Just like any day to the next day. Um, I think when people are resolving things, they're resolving things from the past. Right? So when you create resolutions, it's usually a reaction to to correct something that you weren't doing you didn't feel you were doing right before and you're trying to correct it now you know and so like in reaction to um this transition of like the previous year or so it so it seems like people think like oh like like even just saying like i'll see you next year it's like you're not seeing me next year you're seeing me tomorrow and it's a different year And it's something clever that people say, but, like, I think it gets to us. Like, we don't realize how these little clever um, uh, sayings, like, what what they do to us in the long run, you know? And so, like, what I like, I don't mean to be, like, the challenger and to challenge everything all the time. I'm not that cynical, you know? Um, But it's, it's good to do that because... You always want to be aware of every, every action that you're making, everything that you're doing, you know? So anyway, um, I, it's not to say that I don't aspire to be better than what I was um, before, but it's, it's all about perspective and attitude, right? So my attitude with aspiration is that, like, when you aspire to be something, you're, a, you're trying to reach a goal or trying to reach something maybe that you haven't had before. Uh, whereas a resolution is um, resolving an issue from the past. And um, trying to be aware of and, and present and everything, um, I really want to focus less about the past and more about the future. So for me, like aspiring is the uh, word that I use. And I don't even like aspire at the beginning of the year it's just like I'm aspiring to be something all year round you know what I mean and I'm like working towards those goals all the time so um you know it's just something that I invite you to kind of think about um with this you know with every new year that passes and comes I really think about um because you know I think a lot of a lot of like the pressure creates a lot of our anxieties, creates a lot of depression, you know, and it can go downward really quickly if you're not, the brain, your mind is so cunning and 
you know, it will, it will take a downward turn like very quickly. And I've experienced that before because, you know, although I didn't go see a doctor to get diagnosed, um, depressed, I know I was really depressed because I had a lot of like negative thoughts that I floated around every single day and had no motivation to do anything. Um, and I was pretty like neurotic and compulsive and I did a lot of like things to distract myself and self-sabotage um, a lot of things, a lot of relationships, a lot of myself. And um, so I know, and the person that I am today, I always say this, is the person that I was not yesterday or like even in the past, you know, like I don't even know who that person is. Like if you told me that I used to be like a certain way, like I just, I myself couldn't believe it. Like I could tell you because it's in my memory, um, but I, I don't believe it, you know? And that's how much like, it, that's how much I've changed is that I don't even do those things anymore that I just, it's so hardwired the way I am right now. It's so hardwired that I can't even believe that I was anything other than. Anyway, I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I'm just going to um, leave you with these thoughts and, um, you know, you guys can go ahead and reflect on that. Um, It's been great talking to you guys. I'm so happy to be back. Um, I tried to do a podcast like a couple weeks ago and I was kind of like bawling because Amal had just passed away, you know. Um, God bless Amal's soul. Like she was so wonderful. Um, She... She was like everybody's grandma. So everybody that's met a ma like knows that she is the sweetest grandma ever. Um, All of my friends who have met her see her um, like their grandma. Oh, I also want to think. So we started a GoFundMe, right, when um, a ma passed away. And our goal was to kind of like cover um, most of the the services, like the cost of the services and everything. Um, it was a very simple um, service and um, we're, we're doing like a cremation um, the only difference is that like we're also shipping like you know we got a, a the urn and then cremation and we're like shipping her um, ashes over to the Philippines and so there's a little bit extra cost there and so we had a goal of raising five thousand um, dollars my sister started to go fund me and that link went around um, to friends, family, extended family, extended friends, friends of cousins of, you know, friends of friends of cousins. And so, um, it just, and it was crazy. Um, we, uh, received a really generous amount and, uh, I just want to thank anybody who's listening who, um, who did, uh, donate towards Amaz services. Thank you so much. My family, on behalf of my family, uh, we are so grateful for everything that, um, all the support that you guys have shown. It was truly like this year too, another thing, um, and last year, another thing that like I've learned and like what really, like I really pushed myself was to ask for help. It is so hard for an Asian woman to ask for help. Um, and I started to last year. I started to last year and, um, whether it be like help with money even like, um, or just help with, I don't know, like 
I mean, the worst thing I could hear is saying, like, people saying, excuse me, people saying no. You know what I mean? Um, so I started asking for help, and people would help me, and it would, like, especially my grandma. My grandma, like, if you asked her for help, like, she came at you with, like, she never shamed you, and she just gave it. Like, she just laid it down and said, and would say, like, don't even, don't say thank you, don't even, like, it's not even a thing, like, just take this and go and do your thing, and don't pay me back, like, what are you talking about, like, you know, and she's just, like, so ready, so ready to say yes, it doesn't even, it didn't even matter, like, what it was, Uh, my grandma was so ready, and, um, and that's the kind of love that I also want to, like, you know, give to people and like show people. It's just like, um, if I truly love you, I'm ready to like lay it all out and lay it all down on, you know, on the line. Um, so thank you again, um, for listening to me. I will be back soon. So stay tuned.